Assalamu alaikum once again. So, my name is Yazid Kamaldin. I'm your host this evening of the show called Build Your Business on Voice of the Cape Community Radio Station. And of course, we've been going for the last five weeks and every week we try and encourage people to start their own business, but also to think about how they can maintain their business. We've had a, a number of guests on the show already. People were talking about their uh, success stories and we've also had advice regularly from Brian Maudsley and uh, we just of course would like to welcome Brian again to the show this evening. We're just going to get him online. Now we know that you know Brian has been an invaluable resource here on the radio station. He has been informing us not just of his own business but has also been giving us guidelines about how we should go about running or even thinking about starting a small business. Brian in the past few weeks has talked about his um, thoughts on, you know, how to start your own business as in, you know, the things you would need, the tools. And one of the tools, of course, that we had mentioned previously was a business plan. Then Brian also talked about things such as the apart from the business plan, it's good to do some research. You should make sure that you have a lot of or rather enough information about your community's needs. Don't start a business, for example, trying to sell snow in Iceland, you know, or don't try and sell um, ice cream in the heart of winter. Just an example, you know, think about the driving factors that can help you grow your business. What are the things that your community needs? Brian then went on to talk to us about the growth factors. As soon as your business starts growing and you have a salary, it's very important not to just spend all your money and splurge. You know, rather think about the expenses that will actually help your business grow. Now, we do have Brian back on the line and Brian will be joining us this evening. And I think we'll keep it a bit general this evening. If you have any questions, you are welcome to phone us in the studio. The number is 21 Four four two three five three zero. If you have any questions for Brian, that's the number zero two one four four two three five three zero. You can also send us an SMS. We do have an SMS line, and um, the number is four seven nine one three. That's four seven nine one three. If you have any messages, we'd love to hear from you. But now let's get Brian on the line. Brian, good evening and welcome back. To good evening to you, sir. How are you doing? I am very well. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Are you ready for the public holiday? Uh, public holiday? What's oh, that? of course, Brian. I think this is maybe the good. Maybe this is a good start to our our interview, our conversation this week. Public holidays. If you're running your own business, do you ever have a holiday? Uh, it's important to actually try and have a, lo- a holiday. The the trouble is that when you are so passionate and, and so involved in your, your business, it's quite hard to unwind and one day is not enough. You sort of need to find a time where you can get three or four days and preferably a week before you can really start to unwind properly. But it is important to take time off. Yeah, and why, Brian? Why would you say it's so important? I mean, I know with with regular jobs, it's nice just to get, you know, I have a 9-to-5 job, and I can tell you that it's definitely, well, not 9-to-5, but, you know, I have a, a day job at a, a, a media company, and it's so important sometimes just to get out of the office, right? But then let's 
bring it back to the small business or medium business owner. Why would it be important for that particular person? Because, you know, I'm sure it's another kind of treadmill. Well, yeah, it is to an extent, but the, the danger when you're running your own business, it's, it's very seldom nine to five. So what ends up happening is you, you are waking up potentially earlier and going to sleep later and, and really focusing on your business almost the entire time you're awake. And you definitely need to take some downtime. Otherwise, there's always that possibility of a burnout. And I mean, this is not as uncommon as you might think. Uh, and you push yourself long enough, eventually you will have a burnout. And I mean, the burnout just simply means you get sick very often, you start making bad decisions, and it could impact on the success of your business. Even worse, it could impact on your health, and that might take days, weeks, months to recover. So taking down time is important. How do you think one should then, you know, do that? Do you think it's important to make sure that you also have, you know, like the regular weekends like other people do have? Because when one thinks about running your own business and when one thinks about the demands that come with that, you know, like other people, they can take the day off and they'll still get a salary. I think when you're running your own business, when I think of holiday, I think, whoa, loss of income. That is quite possible, but you you should consider any leisure time or rest time as part of your lifestyle and part of your business. Because if you do not rest, you will not be productive when you are in the office or on the job. So exercise, eating well, sleeping well, and taking some time away so that you can refresh your mind and refresh your body and hit the ground running when you get back. Otherwise, you will end up doing yourself some harm. Mm -hmm. And Brian, when we talk about profits and when we talk about taking downtime, you know, the thing I'm thinking about is should you not schedule things like, for example, shouldn't you make your customers aware also? Because I think... You know, one of the things that, I, you know, if if I wanted something from a business person, surely if they're not going to be able to deliver, how important is it then to communicate also that with your customers and be like, you know what, I'm just like you taking a holiday, I'm also going to take a holiday. Absolutely. I think one of the biggest challenges is that we're all trying to put on this, uh, I don't want to say an act, but we want to put a show to the world that we're always available. And the reality of it is, if you just tell people the truth, I am taking time off, I will not be reachable, please send me an email and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. That's actually a better idea than just disappearing, Mm -hmm. which is what a lot of people do, and then they're often left holding the bag because people might have tried to contact them, but there was no explanation. Just be honest, say, look, I'm taking time off. And take the time and really switch off. Don't take time off and keep checking your phone. And You need to switch off. And when I say switch off, it's not a bad idea to switch your phone off because that's obviously how most people are going to contact you. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way to get some real downtime. Yeah. Brian, this actually leads me to a bigger question now regarding taking time off. Surely business people like employees who work full-time for other companies should also maybe be looking at retirement and you know, things like pension fund, provident fund, those kind of things. What advice would you give to the small business, to medium business owner who's actually working so hard, you know, but might find that years and years down the line, they didn't think about retirement and plan for it? Well, 
you know, I, I think we may have said it in last week's show or the show before, you need to treat yourself as an employee. You have a contract with the company, you pay yourself a salary, and part of that salary needs to be a provision for your retirement. Now, my advice is a retirement annuity, and you need to consider looking at alternative investments. And I'm not talking property, because I, I personally believe that property is its not for everybody. I, I'm not a big fan of investing in property, but that's my personal opinion. I prefer to have my funds a little bit more liquid. What I would suggest, and if you can bear with me for just one minute, there's something called an endowment policy. It's basically an, a type of investment that normally has a fixed term, something like five years. There's a concept called a cascading endowment policy where every year you open another endowment policy. So let's say year one, you're putting 500 rand a month into this. You do that for five years, and obviously you'll get the bulk of your money back plus interest, whatever that interest might be. But if you open one every year, at the end of five years, you get your first endowment policy back. At the end of six years, you get your second. At the end of seven years, you get your third. And if you keep doing that, but the first five years are going to be a little bit tough. But then every single year, you're going to get a nice little packet that can clear a debt, pay a car off, pay the house. And by doing this, you actually, after five to ten years, should be debt-free and earning a nice chunk of change from your endowment. If you do that for the rest of your life, you will be rich by the time you retire. Okay. That's, that's my advice, and that's what I'm doing. Uh-huh. And would you say then that, you know, people need to also... When we look at this monthly budgeting, how do you do that? Do you, as a small business, do you pay yourself a, not just a salary, as you had said, you know, one becomes the employee of the business, even though you are the owner. Should you then ensure that you budget for, let's say, your pension fund and your provident fund, just like we do when we work full time, when the company Absolutely. puts... Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, the, the, as a small business owner, if you approached any of the investment companies out there, uh, the ones that offer the retirement annuities. I'm not going to drop any names. I don't think it's appropriate. But if you were to approach any of them and say, I am a small business owner and I want to look at creating a retirement annuity for myself and my future employees, this is something that they would find the most suitable one for your style or your type of business and your budget. And it's something that could quite easily grow with your business and would be a reason in the future that you may be able to retain staff because of the benefits that are involved in this particular annuity or or retirement plan. I think it's a very good idea to budget that into your your, uh, monthly expenses. So it's actually going into the expenses of the um, of the company. So you're not just taking a full, let's say, a full salary and taking that into account. Like you know, when you usually apply for a job, they give you like a breakdown of your package, and then they'll be like, mm. "Okay, this is what your pension fund is going to be. This is the company's contribution. This is the medical aid. You know, all those kind of things." Absolutely, I think I think if you are able to, if there is sufficient revenue coming in, it is a good way of um, structuring. The, the income that comes into the company to have these things available so that as the owner of the business who's perhaps not pulling as much of a salary as possible, and you can't necessarily just go and dip into the, the company bank account because you want to pay for something or you want to buy something. You, you can't do that. It's illegal. So what you would have to do is you would have to build in these structures around 
the company contributing a percentage of your medical aid or your retirement. And by doing so, you would then still be able to draw your your salary, whatever you set it as, but then the company which you were building would be contributing towards your eventual retirement. Okay. And then the the thing about you being a self-sustaining um individual you know as a, as, a, as a small business person of course you can actually also determine how much you want to or how much you are able to invest every month some people start from as little as 500 rand a month they just make sure that they put something away then it's not just sort of like living from hand to mouth and not really thinking about the future absolutely i, I would suggest when doing this speak to somebody who knows what they're talking about uh, be it an accountant or investment broker if somebody would like to contact so they can speak to my my broker, I'm more than happy to pass on that information. But the reality of this, you just speak to somebody who knows what they're talking about because unless you are skilled in this area, there are potential pitfalls where you might get into trouble tax-wise or you might just get into some sort of trouble if you're not careful on how you do this. Yeah. I personally don't have the experience in that area and I rely on professionals who do. So... Just because you're a business owner doesn't mean you have all the answers. Mm -hmm. I think it's just important that we begin thinking about these things and making sort of, you know, raising awareness to small business owners that it isn't just about chasing the profit for now. It's also about securing your personal, your personal, um, you know, sustainability and not just, yeah. I think that's one of the biggest dangers. A lot of entrepreneurs think, well, I'm going to start a business, I'm going to get rich. The reality of it is when you start your own business, you might not get rich and you might be working at this business, surviving, living, surviving for the next 40 years. If you haven't taken some sort of measure to look after yourself when you are no longer able to work, who's going to look after you? Your children. And unfortunately, that is a situation that happens a lot where children are put in a situation where they are forced to look after their parents. And that's not a good situation, especially when you look at the statistics. I don't know what they are, but I, it's a frightening amount of people who are retiring currently or at retirement age who do not have enough money to look after themselves for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. and the danger is who's going to look after them. Yeah. It puts a burden on everybody. So as an entrepreneur or a small business owner, be mindful that there is a future that you must prepare for. Mm -hmm. Brian, I think this evening's conversation was really important because we for, we looked a bit forward and not just looking at the day-to-day -day running of one's business. So thank you for joining us once again. I really, We, we all really appreciate it. It's an absolute pleasure. Do enjoy the rest of your evening. Have a good uh, Heritage Day. And uh, we will hopefully chat again soon. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for your time. You're welcome. Good night. Building your business. That's right. Welcome back to Build Your Business, your weekly show on the Voice of the Cape, where we try to encourage entrepreneurship, alleviate unemployment, and create jobs. Now we will be speaking to Merle Mill. She's the special projects manager at the Community Chest of the Western Cape, and she would like to, or rather, we would like to ask her more about the entrepreneurial development projects run by the Community Chest. Mel, welcome to Build Your Business on the Voice of the Cape Community Radio Station. Thanks so much for having me and good evening to the listeners. Great. How are you doing? 
I'm doing very well, thanks. How are you doing? <laughs> Good, thanks. Did you have a nice dinner? I did, and relaxing a bit after a long day's work. <laughs> great stuff, great stuff. So, Mel, you know, we are all about, on this program called Build Your Business, we are all about trying to encourage people, especially our listeners, who may be sitting at home and thinking, you know, what? am I to do? Hands in the air, mm. lots of worries, financial difficulties, etc. We actually are trying to encourage entrepreneurship. And of course, mm. we would like to see people create their own jobs and not just wait for someone else to give them an opportunity. So yeah, please do tell us more about the Community Chest and your entrepreneurial development projects. Great. Yeah, we are currently, currently running an entrepreneurial program. It's called the Amandla Project. Um, and it's really just a play on words because uh, the project centers around giving people power. Um, and, and, and what we're doing is we're training individuals to start their own businesses. So we offer this training to individuals on what entrepreneurship is, how do I go about to start a business, how do I cost the service, how do I budget, how do I save money, and, um, and prepare the person to actually take on the business world. So that's one that we do and then the second thing we do is also give the individual a resource to use to start a business now this is the really exciting part um, because every person that goes through our entrepreneurial training receives a solar device um, so it uses no electricity um, it's a portable solar device and it is able to power a barber kit uh, as well as a multi-device charger as well as LED lights um, and a USB fan. And all of these uh, attachments are given to the person as part of the business in a box. Mm. Mel, um, that sounds really quiet, but I think we have to break it down. We need to maybe first talk about the Amandla project, the yes. entrepreneurship aspect, because there are two things going on. So mm -hmm. first, can we first talk about the, the um, if I can say, is it training or what exactly is it that oh. is offered? So the training consists of a three-day training. It's called Basics of Business. And as I explained, it really just goes into, you know, how do I start a business? What does that look like? What does it mean? Because people that never started a business before don't know what it's all about. Um, it's really just for the basics so that you can get an idea of what it means to own a business. How do you plan your business plan? Um, how do you address your market? What is a market, you know? Um, so that's one day. And then on the second day of training, we look at, banking and business and finances and costing your service. Um, and for this, we partner with Capitec Bank, um, and they actually offer this financial skills training to all of the candidates. They also do their mobile bank facility so that if candidates wish to open a bank account um, where they can then keep their business account separate, they are able to do that without having to go into a bank and slip around and do that. They'll do it for them at the training. Um, and then as a, a, a last part of the training, we look at the technical aspects, which is really to help you use this device. Um, so the training runs over a three-day period, and it's a full-day training um, that we offer um, to allow the person to just get to grips with starting this business. After the training, we also then offer the person six-month support um, so monthly we do check-ins with every business to make sure that the businesses are up and running, to make sure that whatever difficulties people are facing, such as, you know, getting new clientele or perhaps they're not getting enough profit because they, the calculated prices are incorrect or wherever they are is unsafe or their startup isn't working. So we try and offer extra assistance after that training for a period of six months 
to make sure that the individual has the kind of support they need to get the business off the ground. That's really comprehensive. That is mm. like taking someone by the hand and saying, I'm going to walk with you. We're going to start this business. We're going to help you. That's really, really cool. Now, who can join? How does it work? Mm. Where do people who might be listening sign up? Okay, so we ask um, individuals or NGOs who want to partner with us and take this training forward to get in contact with me. Um, and people are able to phone me at the office and I'll give you my number. Um, it's 021-487-1500 or to email me and that is just more, M-E-R-L-E at comchest.org.za. Um, to get in contact with me, to get an application form to participate um, in the project. Um, we generally go out into communities to do the training, so we try and go into a Lavender Hill or into a Manenberg so that people don't have to struggle getting finances to come, you know, to community chest for training. So we try and facilitate them within the community space. Um, so if there is an institution or a community organization that wants to host the training and say, look, um, in my community, there are 50 people that are really interested in joining. Would you bring the training out there? They can arrange that with us, and we then come to them and offer the training for the day. We bring and provide all of the training materials as well as lunch on the day of the training, so we make sure that all the candidates are really well taken care of during the process. Well, I just want to confirm something about the 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 um the contact details just can we have the number again and then just to say sure. to ask rather is it mill at did is it come with a double m it's come with one m um, okay. so c-o-m-c-h-e-s-t dot org dot z-a mm-hmm. and then the number again is zero two one four eight seven one five double zero Okay. Are there any particular requirements? Is there any sort of uh, criteria of potential yeah. candidates that, 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 that is preferred? So we are looking for candidates that are willing to start a business. Because of this device that is part of the package, we've had a lot of interest from everybody because of load shedding, you know, and expensive um, electricity. People want the solar power in their homes. Um, but we are wanting candidates that are willing to go out and try and start a business with it. So, um, so that's the idea. There's no restrictions in terms of somebody being, um, except for being over 18, so that you have to be an adult. Um, you may be male, female, um, employed or unemployed, because if you're trying to supplement your income, that's fine. Or if you're unemployed, that's also fine. You don't need to have a matric certificate or anything like that. It's really just about your willingness to learn and about your willingness to give it a go to start something with the support that we offer you. We also ask each of the individuals to pay a 200 rand, which is really for the device itself, which is actually worth 4,000 rand. And that is really just for you to, to, to have some kind of investment into what you're doing. Um, because the community chest, we have an ethos of not doing, you know, handouts or giving things for free, but really working with people to invest in their own futures. And so the 200 grand is really just for you to secure your place on the training and also so that you know this is something that you own. Mm-hmm. After the six months... Mm-hmm. Um, Mel, Mel, we are going to have to leave it there, unfortunately, because of time. Um, okay, we have got a, gr- a good um, basic understanding of what you are offering as Community Chest. I'm going to make sure that I read out all your information again just a bit later in the program. But thank okay. you so much. Thank you for joining us and Build Your Business. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having us.
The voice of the K. Building your business. Well, that was Mill Mills just before the break talking about the Community Chest special projects, the particularly focused on entrepreneurship. Anyone is, you know, you can phone Mill on the number 021-487-1500. That's 021-487-1500. If you would like to get involved in a three-day training program about starting your own business, we will now be talking to Regine Leroux, and she is from... She is the founder and managing director of Reputation Matters. I think we would get, we would appreciate some more business building tips from her. Um, you know, we'll be looking at keeping an audit trail, making sure that your business is transparent and so on. But firstly, let me welcome Regine. Regine, welcome to Voice of the Cape Community Radio Station's Build Your Business. Hi, Avid. Wonderful to, to be with you this evening. Great. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks, and yourself? I'm good, thank you. Glad to be here. And, you know, we, with this program, we just try and encourage people to start their own business. But we also try and equip with them with information and tools and even a little bit of direction on where to go if they need more information. So, of course, we understand that your company... Um, in, in fact, before we go any further, maybe we should just tell our listeners what Reputation Matters does. Absolutely. Um, I started the business 10 years ago with the view of helping organizations to look after their reputations. Now, you might think, why is it important to look after reputations? You know, why is that an important part? But I think when you are in business and you, you do want to start your own business, you want to attract top employees. You want the top people and good employees to work for you. And to, to, the more you attract good employees, the better your service and the products that you have, which then ultimately helps to get the word out there. People want to hear about your product or your service, and then they start investing and buying it because it's, it's got a good reputation. So ultimately, with a good reputation, you'll feel it in your back pocket or your bottom line at the end of the day. So what we do is we help companies to identify what's building or breaking down their reputation, and then we help them to put strategies and plans in place to, to help build a solid foundation to then take their reputation to that next level so that we can help them um, with the tools, we have the track record, and then also the team to help to, um, take reputations to the next level. Our listeners likely are people who are considering starting a business. Some of them might already be running a small business. Others might be involved in a partnership or running a, a medium-sized business. Now, I believe, or well, I'd like to think that at every stage of the business, because you are interfacing with the public, your reputation is important. So what kind of advice would you give to someone starting out with a business? What should they be thinking about when it comes to making sure that they are building the right reputation? Sure, absolutely. You, you, you're 100% right, Yavid, in terms of every single movement and step that you do as a business owner reflects on you and your company. So that does have an impact on your reputation. But what I, I'll gladly do is perhaps I can and share some of the lessons I've personally learned over the past 10 years in building Reputation Matters 
and pitfalls which I've had to to go through so that other people can learn from them and not have to make the same mistakes because one can so easily get quite overwhelmed when starting your own business and not always know what to do. It it can be, let's face it, quite quite a daunting task. And I think as entrepreneurs and as people building their own businesses, we need to, to come together and also share experiences and be there for one another. So so perhaps we can we can chat about that. Okay. I think it's also maybe a good opportunity to just talk about your repudometer, if you would like to chat about that a bit and maybe tell our listeners what that's about. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, The repudometer is a research tool which we've developed and it's some, uh, we look at the whole business in terms of what's building or breaking down the reputation, as I mentioned earlier. So there's there's 10 areas within the business in terms of, for example, we look at leadership, we look at the vision and the mission, we look at employees, we look at the tools, we look at who you associate yourself with, we look at the products, the services, how you market yourself. Um, And then ultimately the glue is the communication, so how you communicate internally, because if your employees are unhappy, then, you know, you're not going to, for, for example, you're not going to please everyone 100% of the time. However, if everyone's unhappy and the morale's low, people are more likely to listen to uh, disgruntled, no, to employees than listening to fancy marketing and um, articles. So, so those are the types of things that we look at. And we have we then ask open-ended and closed-ended questions, and then we scientifically measure the reputation. So we can actually put a percentage to to what people are thinking about that organisation's reputation. So we ask the same questions to different audiences because every different stakeholder, different audience is going to have a different perception. So we ask employees, we ask clients, suppliers, partners, whoever is relevant for that organization, what they think of the the particular business. And then from there, we can look at the results and see, okay, this is building, this is very positive, let's build on that. Now, perhaps this area is a little bit more negative. What can we do? What processes can we put in place to take it to the next level? In wrapping up, can we or is there a way of being able to link reputation to profit? Because business ultimately is about staying alive financially. But can the, can reputation be linked to a fall or an increase in profit? Ultimately, that is the goal. Because if you, as I mentioned earlier, if you have, you'll, you'll attract good employees with a good reputation, which ultimately helps you to improve your service and your products, which then ultimately gets more pe- more people would want to invest in your products and services. So the better the reputation, it has been some research done in the past that there is a direct link for, in terms of a positive reputation and a good bottom line. It is a process. Reputations are built over time. So it, it isn't something which happens overnight. Um, it does take time to build up a positive mm-hmm. reputation. And yeah. with that said, if you're not careful in terms of what you do, and if you don't protect it, um, 
you can you can lose it so quickly in a mm-hmm. in a, a wink. Yeah. You can lose your reputation, and it, it, you know you're going to have some trouble trying to build it up again. Regine, thank you so much for joining us and build your business. And hopefully, we can have you back next time. For now, we want to just say thank you and have a good evening. Thank you. Yeah, and thanks for the opportunity. Anytime. Have a good evening. Building your business. Every week on Build Your Business, we try and get online a ins- an inspirational story. Someone from our community who is running their own business that we can learn from and also can encourage other people to do likewise. This week, we welcome to Build Your Business, Muxina Francis, who is an entrepreneur. And we're going to find out more about what she does, how she does it and how it makes her feel. Muxina, assalamu alaikum and welcome to Build Your Business. How are you doing? I'm well, alhamdulillah. Good. Are you nervous? I am a bit nervous. <laughs> don't be nervous. I'm on the radio, so it's expected. <laughs> you sound nervous, but please don't be nervous because you know what? We're just going to have a conversation and there's like 5 million people listening. No problem. <laughs> okay, I was joking. There's not 5 million people. Maxina, tell us what kind of business are you running? I've started a clothing business. Um, I mainly cater for young girls, Muslim girls. Um, okay, and so you sell clothes or do you make it as well? Um, I design the clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have patterns um, graded and then I have the clothing made. Um, some of the things I do myself. Are you like a fashion designer? That's correct, yes. Wow, congratulations. And Muxina, when did you start your business? I started about three months ago. Okay. Um, I had this was a long-standing dream of mine to run my own, um, to do my own designs and and have my own um, label out there. Um, I've previously um, worked for an engineering company and I've resigned from that because I believe that you can work from home, um, be a business person, and trade from home. That's a very brave step to give up a full-time salary and then to start your own business. Congratulations, you've really taken a big step. Shukran Jazeela. And what was, the, what was that moment when you realized you have to do this, that you cannot go into the office anymore, that you can't do the 9 to 5, that you need to start your own business? What was the moment when, it, when you, you know, the light bulb went on and you said, Muxina, you can do this? Um, like I said, it was three months ago. Uh, it was on a Friday afternoon, and I, uh, the line of work that I did, I was an HR, HR manager for an engineering company, and um, I was tired of rushing up and down, fetching kids from school, dropping them off in the morning, and then having to come home at night and then still sit with homework and things. And I just decided that Friday afternoon, this is the last Friday that I'm going to work. I'm going to hand in my resignation the following week and then start my own business. And um, it's been very exciting thus far. Did you get any sort of advice from people before you? Did you do research? Because, you know, part of our program has been looking at how to start a business. And I'd like to hear from you, what was your journey or what was the process that you followed in the beginning? 
I got my inspiration from my sister, um, who passed on last year, October. Um, I've always seen her doing her own, um, you know, cutting, making her own patterns and, um, you know, making a, a garment, like, you know, from scratch. And um, I found that very, very interesting. Um, I've... But what I mean is, did you have a business plan? Did you sort of, did you follow the procedures, the formal kind of stuff of, okay, I need a business plan, maybe do some research, ask people around me, would they be interested in buying my clothes? These are the kind of, you know, questions that we, or the kind of topics that we dealt with a few weeks ago when we started this program and we actually interviewed someone who gave people advice on how to go about starting a business. So I'm just curious to know what process you followed. Or did you honest, just decide to do it? Yeah, I haven't. Um, I just took the plunge. I've, I had knowledge of how to design. Um, I've also um, have knowledge of a business because I've run a business for many, many years. Um, I've, I've done. I've run a, a interior decorating business, and my knowledge of interior decorating. Um, Obviously, I inputted all my knowledge into this business. Okay, so you were basing it on prior experience, which is great because that's great. So you knew exactly how to go about running a business from your previous experience. Now, we're almost done with the interview. And what I would like to know from you is, how does it feel to have your own business? It feels great, alhamdulillah. And um, all the positive comments that I receive from people when they look at my designs, it just makes me feel so awesome. And how do you market your business? How can people get hold of you if they are interested in actually having a look at your your, your clothing for young Muslim girls? Currently, I'm on Facebook. I also uh, use email. Um, I am in the process of um, creating a website as well. Should could people contact you? Is there a number that you w- would like to share, maybe, or do you, should people just look for you on the internet? I can share my number with you. My, um, I'm, I use WhatsApp most of the time. Okay. Um, my my cell number is zero seven eight one seven five zero two nine two. Okay, that's great. Muxina, that's all we have time for right now, but I want to thank you. I want to say shukran and wish you all the best with your business. If anybody's interested in um, having a look at Muxina Francis's young clothes for young Muslim girls, please feel free to contact her on the number 078-175-0292. That's 078-175-0292. Muxina, shukran and all the best for your business. Afwan. Well, listeners, that's all we have time for this week for Build Your Business. We hope to be back with this program, but please do send us feedback to the Voice of the Cape. And yeah, from myself, Yazid Kamaldin, have a happy Eid, Eid Mubarak for Thursday. And also, yeah, wish you all the best if you are running your own business. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.